Welcome to the Queen City Church Podcast. We're so excited that you decided to join us, and we wanted to personally welcome you. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our goal is that this message will encourage you and give you practical steps for a relationship with God that keep getting better and better. Enjoy the message. We are in the final week of our relationship series called X's and O's, X's and O's. And we're talking about relationships. We've taken the last few weeks to talk about relationship for really two main reasons. One, our relationships are a very big deal. Um, In fact, we believe that our relationships, they really determine the quality and the direction of our lives. So in other words, that our relationships, if you think about it this way, especially the people that are closest to us, our relationships, those people, they really determine the quality, whether our life is good, whether our life is bad, and they also determine like where we're headed in life, our direction. So our relationships are a very big deal, but we're also talking about relationships because the Bible, God's playbook, actually talks a lot about our relationships. So in this series, we've been looking at some plays, some X's and O's from God's playbook to help us win in our relationships. And today, I want you to know that my goal is very simple. I have one goal today, and it's to practically help you. That's it. That is my burden. It's not to impress you. It's not to give you a bunch of tweetable statements or anything like that. My goal today is just to practically help you. And if you're new around here, you need to know that one of the things that we have conviction about, like it's really a passion of ours, is that our Sundays should always affect our Mondays. We just believe that deep down. Like we don't wanna go through religious motions. We don't wanna play church. I have no interest in doing that today. I hope that you don't. But like really what our desire is that what we do in here, that it actually impacts what we do out there. And I want you to know that that is a burden of our church, um, that really we, we I, I pray every single time that we come together. And by the way, I'm so grateful. I don't know if I'll ever take for granted getting a chance to be in the same room and whether that's online or whether that's here in person. But my prayer is that every single time that we come together, that we encounter the presence and the power of God and that we get direction from him and that we walk out different than how we walked in. I mean, I dream of being a church where no matter where you are in your spiritual journey, that what we encounter here on a Sunday, it actually allows us to take steps towards God each and every day. And like we know what to do on Monday. So I really design things in a way uh, and so to affect our Mondays. And all week long, I want you to know that's what I've been thinking about. I've been thinking about your Monday and been thinking about God. And my prayer is this. My prayer is that our lives tomorrow are different because of what we're about to experience today. And that's my bold prayer. And so today I wanna talk to you about a relationship principle that has literally changed my life, probably more than any other principle. In fact, it's something that I think about every single day. Sometimes I think about this relationship principle, I'm not kidding, not exaggerating, 50 times a day. And so today, if you're here and you're taking notes, here's the relationship principle that has changed my life. I simply call it this, close the gap. Write that down if you're taking notes. Close the gap. Now, to really help you understand what the gap is, um, I I, I wanna explain it, because to close it, we actually have to know what it is. And so I I asked, I felt like this is X and O series, we have got to have a whiteboard session at least one of these weeks. 
And so I asked the team, and they did not get a whiteboard, uh, like a physical one, but they actually made a really big whiteboard right there. And so, by the way, our production team is unbelievable. And so um, you guys are amazing. Thank you, people that run sound and cameras and this, and it's amazing. So uh, as long as it works. Um, no, I'm kidding. We'll, we'll honor them no matter what. But um, in Jesus' name, let this thing work. Uh, and so to help, let, let me explain what, what the gap is. And so um, I'm going to bust out this whiteboard, and uh, I hope it works. It did last service, but here's the deal. Do not judge how I write, okay? So I'm going to do my best to make sure that it doesn't look like a seventh grader uh, that, that doesn't know how to write writing with the opposite hand, okay? So um, here, here's kind of, here, everything, the gap starts with this, okay? Let's see if this works. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So everything starts with this. The gap starts with expectation. So everything starts with expectation. And here's the truth today. What we have to grasp, we have to understand right off the bat, is that every single one of us, we all have expectations of everything, and everybody. You have expectations of every single relationship that you have. In fact, you have expectations of your marriage, your spouse, your husband, your wife, your fiance, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, uh, the person you're dating. You, you have expectations of your kids, your family, your, your mom, your dad, your siblings, your grandma, your, your, your grandpa, your auntie, your uncle, everybody. You have expectations of everybody. You also have expectations of things like your job and the company that you work for. You have expectations of your boss and coworkers and teammates. You have expectations of every friend that you have and the level of friends. You have expectations of your best friends and those that are just kind of casual friends. You have expectations of roommates. You have expectations of your church and your pastor. You have expectations of me right now. Like, you better impress me, be funny, and teach me something about God. We have expectations of movies and TV shows and restaurants and sports teams and technology. We have expectations of how people should drive. We have expectations of how long something should take to download. We're like, hurry up. We even have expectations of how long it should take some, to, to, for somebody to text you back. Oh, now I'm preaching right now, okay? <laughs> the truth is we all have expectations of everything and everybody. But then, here's what often happens. Then, there's reality. And when expectation doesn't match reality, it creates a gap. And I would dare to say that 99% of your problems, issues, drama, conflict come as a result of that right there. That almost all your problems that you have, especially with other people, the relational conflict that you have, is when there is a gap 
between expectation and reality. I say 99% and I leave that 1% out because truthfully, like we all at some part of ourselves, we got 1% crazy in us. And so sometimes that just comes out. It's just, a, we gotta leave a little bit of room for the crazy. Uh, but 99% of the problems that we have comes when expectation doesn't match reality and it creates a gap. So practically, let me show you how this can play out. So this can happen in marriage. So you get married and you expect that you and your spouse are gonna be on the same page with pretty much everything. Because after all, biblically, you're one. And so you're gonna... You're going to expect that money is going to be handled a certain way. That chores are going to be distributed a certain way. That everybody's going to pull their own weight and we're all going to have this thing equal. You're going to expect that holidays are going to be celebrated a certain way. Because after all, when you got married, that means you married into my family and our family does this on Christmas. And so I just expect we're all going to do that at Christmas. See, we expect conflict is going to be handled a certain way. And then sometimes reality of all those things are much different. And it creates a gap. See, it can, it can come this way. Like maybe you've been dreaming for years and just counting down the days until that empty nest stage when the kids would just finally be gone. <laughs> And you've been anticipating and dreaming of what that could be with your spouse, but you get there and it's nothing like you thought it would be. Or maybe you're a newlywed, like you're just freshly married and you just expect your spouse is going to be clean, that they're going to have good hygiene and that they're going to keep the abs that they had whenever you were dating, (laughs) that nothing foul would ever come out of their body. And you would expect that every single night, you would end your day by having deep, intimate conversation, looking into each other's eyes for hours. And then that you would have sex each and every night. And then sometimes the reality is way down here. So it can happen in our marriages. It can happen in parenting. Like you expect that in our house, discipline is going to be handled like this. And we're going to be on the same page and mom and dad are going to discipline this way, but then... In the heat of the moment, discipline doesn't look like that at all, and it creates a gap. Maybe you expect that your kids are going to listen and obey the first time, every single time, but in all reality, it never happens, and it creates a gap. See, this can happen in dating. I'm telling you, every relationship, it can happen in dating, because you could start dating someone from church. And you expect them to treat you right. You expect them to honor you, respect you, to pursue purity. Because after all, they're a Christian. And then reality sometimes doesn't look like that at all. See, it could look like the fact that you know, you can tell for weeks, this person has been flirting with me so much. You can tell they're vibing with me. And so I expect that they're going to ask me out anytime soon. But then in reality, that boy does not have the courage to ever ask you out, and it creates a gap. And so sometimes that can happen, even in dating. It can happen in your friendships. You can expect, I'm going to spend this much time with my friend. 
And this is what our relationship is going to look like. And this is how much quality time we're going to spend. And then that's not what it looks like at all. Or I expect that I'm going to spend just as much time with them after they get married as before they get married. But then it doesn't look like that at all. I expect to spend this much time with them after they have kids. But then after they have kids, it doesn't look anything like that. I expect to be invited and to be included to this. But then in reality, I don't. And I see when other people do. And it creates a gap. See, this can happen even in our jobs. Like, just imagine that you're in a staff meeting. And you're in the staff meeting and you're talking about something and assignments are given, deadlines are given out to another coworker, but the deadline comes and goes and the assignment's not done and it's still not and it creates a gap. So you can think that my relationship with my boss is going to be this, and I'm going to get this much time with them. But then in reality, I don't. It can become even like, I've been with this company for so long, and I believe I should get that raise. But the raise comes, and I don't get it, and it's given to somebody else. And you feel passed over, and you feel like with at least that company, you've hit a glass ceiling, and you can't go up anymore. It can happen with your jobs. Get this, it can even happen with sports. Just imagine, I know this will be tough, but after a rough season, your NFL team gets the number one draft pick. (laughs) And we draft a Heisman winning quarterback and optimism is high. We're feeling good. We can win the division and we think that the playoffs, here we come. Only to finish with a record of 4-11-1, last place in the division with a new quarterback suffering a season ending knee injury can even happen in sports. But think about this, and I've seen it so many times. It can even happen with God. See, because you can give your life to Jesus. I'm in a service just like this and just like at the very end of this when I'm going to give everybody an opportunity to make a decision to follow Jesus for the first time. Or you can come back home and establish a relationship with him. And you think, I want that. And you raise your hand and you make a decision. I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to give him my life. And so I think that my life is going to be significantly better. And that everything's going to change because I make that. And I won't have to go through anything hard anymore. And then a month later, you have to go through the hardest thing you've ever been through in your life. So you can expect sometimes that I give my life to God And then that sin, that addiction that I've been struggling with for such a long time, that all of a sudden it's going to be gone. But it's still there. It can even happen like this. Like I've been praying and praying and praying and praying and praying for that person that I love so much to be healed. And they don't get healed. I've been praying to get pregnant. But I'm still struggling with years of infertility. See, this gap can even happen in our relationship with God. And when expectation doesn't match our reality, it can create a gap. But specifically, if our expectations are one of four things, and I want you to write these down, because if you have expectations that are one of these four things, I promise you it's a matter of time before gaps happen in your life. And that's when, number one, you have unconscious expectations, Like you don't even know that you have that as an expectation for that person until they don't meet your expectation and then all of a sudden you find yourself really mad. 
And the truth is, people cannot like meet an expectation you don't even know that you have. And so the first thing is just unconscious expectations. The second is this, unrealistic expectation. Now, it may be conscious. You may know it's there, but they're unrealistic. These expectations are completely unrealistic. And there's no way that the other person can ever match that and can ever live up to that. Here's the third is unspoken expectations. These are expectations that you have They could even be realistic, but you never actually communicate those expectations to the other person. So you may have them, and they may be very important to you, but the other person doesn't even know they exist. So they could be unspoken expectations. And the fourth is this, unagreed upon expectations. Then these are expectations that you have, but the other person did not agree to that being an expectation. So they may be conscious, realistic, and spoken, but they're not agreed upon. And by the way, healthy expectations are just the opposite. So healthy expectations, if you want to know what those are, they're always conscious, always realistic, always spoken, and always agreed upon. But I'm telling you, if your expectations are one of those four things, at some point, it's a matter of time, you will experience a gap between your expectations and reality. And here's what you need to know. We're going to go back to this. We're going to give this another go round because here's what I want you to understand is that when you actually have that and you have a gap, that we will fill this gap every single time. That if you look at the gap between expectation and reality, the truth is it's never left empty. That we will always fill this gap with something. That we will either fill this with Good things, or we will fill this with bad things. Yeah, I'm changing my color. Let me do it. Boom. Okay. We will always fill it with something. We will either fill it with good things. And so examples of that would be things like love. So whenever there's an expectation I have and that person just doesn't quite reach it, I'm going to fill that gap with love. Or you can fill it with grace or with joy, or you can fill it with positivity. I'm just going to be positive. You can fill it with things like forgiveness. So whenever a relational foul happens, and I have an expectation, even if I communicate it, it's a very healthy expectation, but reality doesn't match, I'm just going to go ahead and forgive that person. See, that's an example of something that you could fill it with good, or you can fill it with things like kindness, or patience. I'm just going to be patient. I'm going to give the person time. Or maybe this one. I'm going to fill it with believing the best. So I know that there's a gap between expectation and reality, and I don't know why, but I'm going to believe the best in advance that it's, that it's for a good reason. So you'll either fill it with good things or you'll fill it with bad things. And some bad things that we could fill this with, we could fill this gap with disappointment. Or we could fill it with frustration. Maybe we even sometimes fill it with straight up anger. I even, uh, one time I was doing this and I was just taking things from the crowd and somebody really quickly just said rage. And I was like, wow, okay. (laughs) Do not make that person mad. Like, (laughs) but sometimes we fill that gap with anger. 
Or maybe we can feel it just, man, I'm just going to be the most negative person in the world every single time that there's a gap. Or maybe it's unforgiveness or it's sibling bitterness. And I would say that if you're here and you're struggling with unforgiveness and bitterness, which I know a lot of people do, I would say that it's because of this. Because there's been a gap between expectation reality and you have filled that with unforgiveness or bitterness. Or you can fill it with just being critical. And gossip. I don't know if you thought about this, but this is where, this is why gossip happens. There's a lot of times that, man, there's somebody that didn't meet an expectation, so I'm going to go to somebody else and I'm going to tell them about it. And that's how I'm choosing to fill that gap. And every time that you do that, gossip always leads to division. Always. And so that could happen. Or apathy. I'm just going to stop caring. I'm not going to put myself on the line anymore because when I do, I always end up being hurt. And so I'm just going to stop caring, develop a hard heart or maybe jealousy or assumptions. I'm just, instead of believing the best, I'm going to assume the worst. And so what I want us to understand is that every single time that there is a gap, we will fill that gap with something. So let me show you an example in the Bible from Matthew chapter 20. So Matthew chapter 20, uh, this is actually one of the parables of Jesus that we're going to be diving into starting next week. But Matthew chapter 20, I want you to notice if you can see the gap here between expectation and reality. Starting in verse 1, Jesus says, For the kingdom of heaven is like the landowner who went out early one morning to hire workers for his vineyard. And he agreed to pay the normal day wage and sent them out to work. So a guy, he hired people very early in the morning to do a job. They said, yes, they went to work. And then at verse 3, it says, at 9 o'clock in the morning, he was passing through the marketplace and saw some people standing around doing nothing. So he hired them, telling them he would pay them whatever was right at the end of the day. So they went to work in the vineyard. At noon and again at 3 o'clock, he did the same thing. At 5 o'clock that afternoon, he was in town again. And he saw some more people standing around. He asked them, why haven't you been doing work today? And they replied, because no one gave us a job. No one hired us. So the landowner told them, then go out and join the others in my vineyard. That evening, he told the foreman to call all the workers in, regardless of what time that they started, and to pay them, beginning with the last workers first. So he started with the people that started working at 5 o'clock. They were only there a couple hours. And it says this in verse 9. When those hired at 5 o'clock were paid, each received a full day's wage. And when those hired first came to get their pay, they assumed that they would receive more, but they too were paid a day's wage. And when they received their pay, they protested to the owner. Those people worked only one hour, and yet you've paid them just as much as you paid us who worked all day in the scorching heat. And he answered one of them, friend, I haven't been unfair. Didn't you agree to work all day for the usual wage? Take your money and go. I wanted to pay this last worker the same as you. Is it against the law for me to do what I want with my money? 
should you be jealous because I am kind to others? So think about this principle. If we look at the perspective of these 15 verses from the perspective of the people who worked first but got paid last, what was their expectation? The expectation after they saw the people who worked last get paid a full day's wage. See, their expectation is that they would get paid more because after all, they worked so much longer than everybody else. So the expectation was that, but what was the reality? They all got paid the same. And then that created a gap. And what did they fill it with? Even if you read through that, you read through those verses, you'll see that they had assumptions. You'll see that when that happened, that they were just frustrated. You will see that that they were critical. You will see that they were even jealous of everything that happened. And you see that there was a gap between expectation and reality, and they chose to fill it with those things. Now, here's why it's so important for you and I to understand this principle and why it's so important from a spiritual level. Because John 10.10, it says that we have a very real enemy, the devil, Satan. And here's his job description. It's right there in the verse. It says that he has come to steal, kill, and destroy everything in our lives, including every single relationship. And here's the truth, church, is that he has a field day And he can do some serious damage when there's a gap between expectation and reality, when there's gaps in our relationship. Now, the biblical theological word for this is foothold. And so it's a word that we don't use very much, but here's a great definition of the word foothold. It's a place where a person's foot can be lodged to support them securely, especially while climbing. And Sam right here in the front row is an expert rock climber. And he will tell you, if you go talk to Sam, that it's so important to have a good spot for your feet. Because if you don't, your upper body, no matter how strong you are, can only last so long that you need to have a good steady spot for your feet because you can last so much longer. And that is a foothold. And here's what I need you to understand, that a gap between expectation and reality is a foothold for the enemy. And Ephesians chapter 4 verse 27 says, do not give the devil a foothold. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, in the message paraphrase, he says, after all, we don't want to unwittingly give Satan an opening. In other words, a gap, a foothold. We don't want to give him an opening for yet more mischief. We're not oblivious to his sly ways. And church, my prayer is that our eyes are wide open to the strategies of the enemy, to be able to do whatever he can do to create a gap in your relationship so that he can steal, kill, and destroy some things in your life. And so here's what's so important for us to understand. One more time, we'll go back to the whiteboard. Is that the goal is not to just fill this gap with good things. That's not the goal. The message of today is not, hey guys, here's what I want you to work really hard at this week, is to fill the gap with good things, not bad things. That's not what this message is. The goal is not to fill the gap with good things. The goal is to close the gap. That's the goal. 
And there's only one way to close the gap. You can fill it with a lot of different things, but there's only one way to close the gap, and that is clear communication. That is the only way to close the gap, is to have clear communication with the person that you're having the gap with. You have to do it. And in my relationships, in your relationships, our goal should be to communicate our expectations in such a way to where if there is a gap, I'm only dealing with this much anger, not this much anger. That I'm only dealing with this much frustration because I can manage that type of frustration, but I can't manage this much frustration. I don't want you church to have to be able to deal with this much unforgiveness, this much bitterness, which is like toxic to your soul. I want you to deal with this much. And the only way to close that gap is by clear communication. That's what's so important. See, I'm convinced that one of the greatest gifts that we can give every single relationship we have is clarity. I'm convinced. I'm convinced that's the greatest gift I can give you as your pastor is clarity. Not just big vision, but clear vision. But I think it's the best thing you can give your marriage. The best thing you can give every friendship that you have. Your coworkers, your boss, everything. The person you're dating, everything that if you could give the gift of clarity. Listen, church, we should never be content with gaps, ever. We should be out hunting for gaps. We'd be like, Let, I'm telling you, I think about this stuff about 50 times a day where I'm like, is there any gaps that I have right now in my relationship with my kids, with my wife, with anybody that's on our team? Is there any, like, is there any gaps? And I'm going to go close them. Because I'll never want to be somebody that is content with gaps. Because I don't want the enemy to have any footholds in my life. See, somebody pessimistic one time told me that expectations are just premeditated resentment. I didn't like that. I'm like, that's so pessimistic. So every expectation you have is premeditated resentment? And I told him, I said, no, no, no. Unclear Uncommunicated expectations are premeditated resentment, but clear communicated expectations, they're actually premeditated success. Listen, here's what I want you to get today is that you could be one courageous, clarifying, close the gap conversation. That's a lot of C's. (laughs) You could be one conversation away from everything changing. You could be one clarifying, clear, close the gap conversation away from your marriage changing today, from your friendships changing today, from everything getting better, for your relationship with your kids to change today. I'm telling you, you could be one conversation away from everything changing. So practically, I think today we all have to answer this question. So write this down, because I think we need to spend some time thinking about this this week. Do I have any gaps between expectation and reality that need to be closed with clear communication? I think that is a question that we need to be chewing on this week as a church. Do I have any gaps between expectation and reality that need to be closed with clear communication? In fact, I just want to see, 
to see if this resonated with anybody today. If you know that right now I have a gap that needs to be closed somewhere in my life in some relationship, will you just put your hand in the air? It's okay. It's cool. It's awesome. It's awesome. Now listen, here's what your hand being raised and actually having the, the conversation is going to require one thing, courage. And so I'm telling, I'm praying for you to have courage, to have that clarifying conversation. Because when you do, I'm telling you everything can change, but you're going to need to have the courage to be able to have that conversation. Now, let me end with this because here is one of the reasons why I love this, this um, principle so much. There's, there's many reasons. It's, it's actually been super helpful in my life. But one of the reasons why I love this expectation so much is because it ultimately points to, to Jesus. And so I, I love finding Jesus in principles. And what I found is that grace and the gospel is truly everywhere. And so this principle of close the gap it actually points to Jesus. Let me explain. Because here was God's original plan. Is that you would have direct access to him. That was God's original plan from the beginning. Is that you and I would be able to have direct access to God. But then something entered the world known as sin. And sin actually created a gap because sin, here's what it ultimately does, it separates. Sin separates, that's what it does. It separates us from God and it ultimately separates our relationship with God. In other words, it creates a gap between us and God. Now, it's really important to see that this is what happens because the truth is, is that you and I and every single person on planet earth has dealt with this sin problem. In fact, in Romans chapter three, verse 23, the apostle Paul, he just articulates that everyone has sinned. That we all, every single one of us, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. And being the biblical scholar that I am, I deep dove into what the Greek means for those words, everyone and all. And here's what it means, everyone and all. It's all of us. Every single one of us. Nobody's exempt from this verse. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. And here's the issue is that sin, it doesn't make us bad. It's way worse than that. Sin makes us dead. Because in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, it says, for the wages, the penalty, the price of our sin is death. And the bad news is there's nothing that you and I can do to fix this sin problem. There's nothing that you and I can do to close this gap. We can't do enough nice things. We can't read our Bible enough. We can't go to church enough. We can't give enough money. We can't pray enough. We can't help enough old ladies across the street. There's nothing that we can do ourselves to close this gap. In fact, like to save yourself, to try to do that, to close this gap, to fix this sin problem by yourself is like standing inside of a bucket and then trying to lift that bucket up by its own handles. 
You can't do it. It's impossible. But here's the good news. What's impossible for us is possible with God. What is the good news today is that even though there's nothing that we can do that closes this gap, there's nothing that we can do to fix this sin problem. The Bible says that God loved me and he loved you so much that he sent his one and only son to die on a cross to pay for our sins and to fix our sin problem and to close the gap. Something that we could never do for ourselves. When we couldn't close the gap, God said, watch this, I'll close the gap for you. And in 1 John chapter 4, verse 10, it says this. It says, this is real love. This right there, that is real love. Not that we loved God. Not that we did everything to earn it. But that he loved us. And he sent his son as a sacrifice to take away all of our sins to pay the price that we should have paid to close our gap. See, the good news of the gospel today is that no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter what you've done, no matter how many big mistakes that you've made, whether you made them a long time ago or whether you made them last night, the good news of the gospel is that God loved you so much that he sent his son to close the gap, to pay for your sins, just for the chance to have a relationship with you. And now because he's done that because he's closed the gap for me and you. Here's the cool thing. Now we can go and close the gap for other people. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. And I just want you, before we leave, I just want you to ask God. We do this every week, but I think it's so important. It's how our Sundays will affect our Mondays. Just ask him, what are you saying to me today, God? Just pray and ask him that. Ask him, what could a step that you have for me today? Like, what, what does my response need to be to this message? And maybe for some of you, you know, you instantly were aware of some gaps that you have in your life and your practical next step is maybe today to set up a clarifying conversation, to not wait too long, to send the text and say, hey, can we have a conversation today? And maybe for you, that's your response is that you need to have the courage to be able to have a close the gap, clarifying conversation. But maybe you are here today at church and you feel far from God. You feel like that there is a gap between you and God. Maybe you've never said yes to Jesus. You've never said yes to grace and what he's done for you. And you've never given him your life. Or maybe you have in the past. Maybe there was a, a time where you made a decision to follow Jesus, but you have gone off and you've done your own thing. You slipped away. And today you find yourself at church, you're watching online, and you just need a fresh start. Let me make it very simple for you today. With your eyes closed, I want you to think about this question. Do you want a relationship with God? It's that simple. Because if you're there and you don't have one, do you want one? Do you want a real, daily, consistent, amazing relationship with God? Because you can have it. Whether it's for the very first time, you want to start a relationship with Him, or you want to start yours all over again. You want to come back to Jesus. If that's you, I want to lead you in a simple prayer. And if you want to be included in that prayer, you know that that's your decision today. 
you want a relationship with God, I want you without hesitation on the count of three to raise your hand in the air as a sign of faith with nobody looking around. It's just between you and God saying, this is my decision. I want a relationship with God. If that's you on the count of three, boldly put your hand up in the air. One, two, three. Just put it up in the air. That's cool. It's got you. I got you. Anybody else? It's amazing. It's amazing. If you're online, if that's you, just say, that's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. That's great. That's awesome. You can put your hands down. Just pray something like this in your heart and just mean it. You're not... Just talk right to God and just mean this. Just say, Jesus, I need you. I need you. I'm sorry. I repent. I change my mind. I change my direction. I'm sorry that I've lived my life without you. Will you come live inside me? And will you change me and make me brand new? I surrender my whole life to you. I give you my life, everything. I give you everything. And today, I choose to follow you. We thank you so much today for Jesus who closed the gap for us. We are so grateful for Jesus. And it's through Jesus that we pray. And everybody said, amen. Hey, as Noah comes out to kind of put a bow on this service, there were some people that just raised their hands, some people online that just made the best decision of their life. So church, can you clap your hands and just tell everybody how proud you are of them? That's awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message has changed your perspective on God or life, feel free to email your story to info at queencitypeople.com. We'd love to celebrate the change happening in your life. We'd also love to pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, big or small, head over to queencitypeople.com slash prayer and fill out the form with as much detail as you'd like. For more information about Queen City Church's service times, location, or events, visit queencitypeople.com or follow us on social media platforms at queencitypeople.com. 